One of these days, I would love to meet Lee. He was a high-rising hotshot journalist with the Toledo Blade, but his writing caught the eye of a higher-up at the Chicago Tribune. Liked his writing, liked his style, they offered him a job. He accepted, and now he was a high-rising hotshot journalist with the Chicago Tribune. Slight upgrade promotion from the Toledo Blade. And he was an atheist. In his words, not mine, he was a narcissistic, pleasure-seeking, self-absorbed, self-destructive, heavy-drinking atheist. That's not something you'd find on a plaque. But he was married to his best friend, bringing up their baby girl, and he was legal editor for the biggest newspaper between the coasts. Lee Strobel had life right where he wanted it. Until the day his wife told him she was a Christian. She'd secretly been going to church with her new friend, and she committed her life to Jesus. But the Jesus she and Lee did not believe in, she now lived for. Lee felt trapped. He had married a free-spirited Leslie who would go where the wind took her, only now to be married to a Jesus-following Leslie who would only go where God took her. It was bait and switch. She was not the woman he married, and he was going to get her back. Lee was good at his job, so he brought home work to prove there is no God. Jesus was a fraud at best. He was a fairy tale at worst. And when he proved that, he would get his free-spirited Leslie back. But somewhere between the stories, he was writing for the Tribune. He flew coast to coast to interview scientists, historians, doctors, archaeologists, lawyers, theologians. Anybody considered an expert in their field who could help him build a case against Christ, against a creator, and prove Jesus wasn't who he said he was, if he even was at all. During the interviews, he wasn't pitching them fastballs over the heart of the plate so they could hit them out of the park after a Sunday school class on David and Goliath. He was throwing every kind of curveball and knuckleball and forkball to strike them out and get them to admit that Jesus of the New Testament didn't really do what the New Testament said he did. And with every interview, he was more and more frustrated because each question he asked was answered with evidence that Jesus really was real. He was who he said he was, and he really did what he said he did. After he had enough of those interviews, the evidence for Jesus was so compelling. And the change he saw in his Leslie was so compelling. Jesus had to be who he said he was, and he had to do what he said he did. Lee Strobel wrote about his journey from atheist journalist to Christian author in his fascinating book, The Case for Christ. But on the beginning of this brand new year, I want to take us all the way back to the beginning to show you another facet of our Lord. I want to show you how beautifully and how wonderfully God created all of it in the beginning. Happy New Year to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to When God Speaks on Simplify. Lee was absolutely convinced the evidence was evident. But a few years later, he went on another journey. He knew that Jesus of the New Testament really was real, but what about the creator of the Old Testament? What about the beginning? So many biology textbooks tout evolution and Darwinism as a viable theory, even sometimes a scientific fact. What about a case for a creator? What does science have to say about what the Bible has to say in the beginning? Now, no matter what you believe, the only way to see the beginning is through eyes of faith. None of us can rewind the DVR all the way back to the beginning and see creation for ourselves. And science, no matter how advanced, has still not been able to duplicate creation. So whether you believe God created the universe 
or you believe it came through random chance and chaos, you have to believe. Believing in a creator is a matter of faith. Even believing in no creator, that's a matter of faith, not just science. This fascinating story of creation only leases two chapters of our Bible. If we were writing scripture, we would write chapters and chapters and volumes and volumes about creation, how it all began, all the laws of science and physics. But God dedicates two short chapters to the act of creation, and he dedicates the rest of the entire Bible to God's crowning creation, you and me, because God cares more about us than he cares about the sun, the moon, the stars. But these two short chapters give hope for every child of God. In the beginning, God. God was there before it all began, and he will be there after it all ends. God is, has always been, and always will be in control. He oversees the lands and the seas. He superintends it all. Before you ever got hurt, God was there. Before the car accident, God was there. Before you lost your job or your health or your home, God was there. And he will be with you through it all. And he will be there when it's all over. Our great hope is our great God was there before the beginning, and he will be there after the ending. God was there before the heavens and the earth were even there. Now, even science is admitting that the universe had a beginning. Scientists who used to believe the universe was eternal, they they now concede that there was a time when the universe actually began, and many of them make that concession, kicking and screaming, because they realize its logical end tends toward creation, but they can't deny the mounting evidence that there was a time the universe began. Scientists, even the world-renowned Stephen Hawking, nicknamed that beginning the Big Bang. Two Nobel Prize-winning scientists weighed in on this Big Bang. Arno Penzias, the Nobel Prize winner, he said this, and I quote, The best data we have are exactly what I would have predicted had I nothing to go on but the first five books of Moses, the Psalms, and the Bible as a whole. End quote. Another Nobel Prize winner, physicist Steven Weinberg, he wrote this, quote, In the beginning there was an explosion which occurred simultaneously everywhere, filling all space from the beginning with every particle of matter rushing apart from every other particle. Within the tiniest split second, the temperature hit 100,000 million degrees centigrade. That's slightly hotter than summer in South Florida. This is much hotter than the center of even the hottest star. The matter rushing apart consisted of such elementary particles. Interestingly, there were also photons. The universe was filled with light. End quote. It sounds something like this. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Science doesn't give God credit for creating light. But science does confirm Genesis 1 that in the beginning the universe was suddenly and completely flooded with light. From Genesis 1 we see God created everything out of nothing. He wasn't like a third grader with a bucket of Legos. He didn't have Legos. He didn't even have a bucket. But when he spoke... He spoke the heavens and earth into being. Christians aren't the only ones who believe everything happened from nothing. The atheist Quentin Smith said, quote, we were made by nothing from nothing for nothing, end quote. Not exactly the optimist probably won't find that on a plaque either. But we can read and we can believe Genesis 1, that God spoke into nothing and created everything because when God speaks, miracles happen. In 2023, I don't know your your resolutions, I don't know what you plan to do, but in 2023, make being in the house of God priority. Be sure to come to church. Be sure to hear the Word of God preached. Even if you are planning to turn your recliner into a church pew and watch online, 
You need the Spirit of God moving through the man or the woman of God as they preach the Word of God, and you pray and praise along with the people of God. In your daily devotion, be sure to read the Word of God. Be sure to pray and seek the face of God and listen for the voice of God. Listen for God to speak because God still works miracles when He speaks. Let's pray together for the Lord to speak to us in this new year. Let's ask Him to give us the direction we need. Let's ask Him to show us what He would have us to do, what He would have us to be in this new year. So by the end of the year, if the Lord has not come back yet, we can truly say we have heard the voice of God and we are closer to him at the end of the year than in the beginning, and we've brought somebody along with us. Lord Jesus, I love you. I thank you for bringing us through another year, for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your provision, for every miracle you've worked, for how many people you have blessed and filled with your Holy Spirit, and how many people whose lives you've transformed, and how many miracles you have worked when you speak. I pray, Lord, speak to us again. We need to hear your voice now more than ever. We need to hear that creating power of God through your voice and through your word. Speak to us, I pray. Every time we're in church, I ask you to speak to us. Every time we're reading our Bible during our devotion, I ask you to speak to us. Lord Jesus, we need you to work miracles in our city and our churches. We need you to work miracles in our nation and our world. We need you to work miracles in our families and our homes and our schools and our government in our education, everywhere we need you to speak. I pray you would do that. We are listening for your voice. I ask you for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Simplify listeners. I hope this episode, albeit a little bit different perhaps than what you're used to, be sure to check out that book or two of those books I mentioned to you. Lee Strobel wrote Case for Christ and Case for Creator. They are fascinating books. You will enjoy them very much and share them with somebody who may be struggling a little bit in their faith. Is there a God? Is he real? Is he really as good as the Bible says he is? Share those with him. Check out Simplify, the the devotional that launched this podcast, and 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. Both of them are available at PentecostalPublishing.com in print and then at Amazon for Kindle And you could also pick them up here in Mount Vernon, Ohio at Paragraphs Bookstore, charming bookstore at the corner of South Main and East Ohio Avenue. You can pick those up there as well. Next week, I do want to continue this series on creation. Going back to the beginning, I want to share with you a devotion called God and Goldilocks. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify. Happy New Year.